do come in. You are most graciously welcome to Tens on Tens, a girl talk comedy podcast in which two tens make top ten lists about whatever they choose and shoot the shit, as it were. So procure the libation of your choice and, pardon my candor, sit down, shut up, and listen. Here are your hosts, the debutantes of debauchery, the queens of crass, the mistresses of muckrockery, Emma and Lo. We are live. Hi, Tess. Hi, Tess. I feel like it's been a while since we've introduced ourselves. Has it? Yeah. You know, because I don't know about you, but every time I listen to a podcast and I'm fairly new to it, it takes me like a full year before I can differentiate between people's voices. Oh, same. Like Karen in Georgia, it was a whole year before I realized who was who. A long time. (laughs) And I don't think we sound the same, but I bet that we do. We probably do. So um, I'm Emma. Hello. And I'm Lo. Isn't that the cutest? My voice. Mm This is what I sound like. This is what I sound like. Um, And this is a podcast where we make lists. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. And we're tens. Uh, Yeah, we're a couple tens and we like to rank things on a a scale from one to ten. That's the gist. So if you stuck around. Welcome. Yeah. um, It's been a good time. We've had a crazy week, so we're drinking. Yes. Mm -hmm. I I picked up hot and ready Little Caesars pizza. Oh, you know what? I'm going to open these Twizzlers before we get... Oh, I know. That's right. We got Twizzlers. We got Reese's eggs, even though it was just Valentine's Day and I have no idea why the eggs are out. Oh, these are the peelable ones? Oh, are they? Those are the best kind. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take one. Why not? It's been a while since I've had a Twizzler. I fucking love Twizzlers. I was just telling Lo this, but like, they're the most underrated candy in my humble opinion, which is the right opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not forget okay there you go thank you so much oh i love the peelable ones yeah although these ones you can't bite the ends off of and like do the straw thing but that's okay that is the best that's that's a god tier sitch so for the uninitiated (laughs) if you go to the movie theater get a thing of twizzlers and a big fucking coke and then you bite the ends off both and then you have a little candy straw it's fucking phenomenal (laughs) fat girl's hips do you do you remember when um the cereals would come out with their own straws and like oh, the inside would yeah. be milk and you used to like drink it with milk. Oh yeah. But I don't know like okay so cereal milk after you're eating cereal is great mm-hmm. but when people try to sell it as a separate <laughs> thing why is that so disgusting? It's really gross. Like those cereal bars that used to have like the layer of like milk in the middle. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Those actually kind of slap that, still. Those did slap Those Cheerio ones. The Fruity mm. Pebbles. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I, I also like as an adult right you can go to the mm-hmm. grocery store and buy anything you want. Oh, right? Of course. Weird. <laughs> because you can have ice cream for breakfast, and that's what I dreamed about as a kid. But I had a craving for Fruity Pebbles, and I've had it for like a month, mm-hmm. but I just haven't been to the grocery store. I got Fruity Pebbles in my closet. Oh, shit, you want bitch. some for dinner? <laughs> Maybe. But <laughs> get into this gig. So like three days ago, I went to the grocery store, and I bought Fruity Pebbles, and I had five bowls of Fruity Pebbles, and that was my day. Like, that's all yeah. I ate. <laughs> yeah, and there's something about them that are so simple. They're literally just like... <laughs> Candy rocks. Mm-hmm. For- and that milk is God tier after. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Speaking of God tears, um, <laughs> that's not a good transition. But I was like, Ariana Grande, God is a woman? God tears? Like, God tears. Tears like like pyramid scheme, like mm. Illuminati. Mm. That's where my brain's at. I see. I see. I hope you guys are enjoying the candy ASMR. I know. It's like running around in my mouth. It's mm-hmm. probably so gross. But today... We're doing uh, top 10 celebrity conspiracies. This was so fun. This was really this fun. This was so fun. So I have always had celebrity conspiracy theories. I think I'm naturally somebody that likes to, to think up conspiracy theories. 
So I was really ready to do this. And also, there just have been a few that have been blowing up on the internet that I really think we need to discuss. So you, you have know? like more current ones? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That I think at this point are kind of bitch to talk about, but I still think they're funny. <laughs> they're kind of bitch to talk about? Yeah, so we're going to talk about them. I love that. <laughs> That's so bitch of you. Because <laughs> it's my show. Uh, yeah. And not yours. Mine are, mine are oldies but goodies. Mm, perfect. So we got them covered. Yeah. No matter that. what your flavor is. Hell yeah. Okay. So I'll start us off. This one is one I, I have been seeing on Twitter um, and in or, and TikTok. I guess that's the, the hip new app with the kiddos. <laughs> the kiddos. I'm such a cultured woman. And it's that Harry Styles is bald. Do you oh, know about this one? Yes, yeah. yes. So this one is so funny to me because I think it's true. I think it's 100% true. So um, the the history of this one is that in May, an anonymous submission was shared on Des Moines stories. It was like some some... I don't know, random internet sleuth guy. It read, this A-list musician, occasional actor, has a dirty little secret he hasn't <laughs> shared with fans. Literally, he has gone almost completely bald. His hairpiece is so lifelike that only a good eye could pick it out. And that's on a bad day. The gossip was posted under the title, Hidden Hollywood Hairline. Which, <laughs> some people have th- taken that, like, triple H and have been like, hmm, is that a clue? Mm. You know? Um, and this is this is an example of, like, a blind item, mm-hmm. right? So when it says, like, A-list musician slash, there could be a lot of people it's about, but this is how people figured out. They think it's Harry. So his uh, theory that a mystery celeb could be Harry Styles was first posted on TikTok in July of last year by user Abby Henry with almost 5 million views. She details oh. <laughs> in the video, the original anonymous submission was... Uh, uh, yeah, the original anonymous submission, and it gives her reasons why she thinks uh, it could be Harry Styles. So he did say that when he goes out in public, he doesn't want to be spotted uh, because it's really easy to do, Abby says, and adding that the best way to do that would be to have no hair. So, like, he mm-hmm. can, like, disguise himself without his hair piece is what they're saying. <laughs> okay. Fair. Because, you know, you think about some celebrities that do that. Like Dolly Parton, she wears wigs all the time. Mm-hmm. People say that they don't recognize her when she's not dressed up for work, which, like, slay. It, it's a little oh, camp, right? And it works. Yeah. yeah. But um, counter argument. I'm mm-hmm. going to play devil's advocate. Yeah. A lot of celebrities don't want to be spotted. Very true. But Harry Styles would cause a sex riot. <laughs> it's true. That's <laughs> very true. He could be mowed down by 14-year-old girls. Yeah. He has to be careful. Yeah. Like, there's famous, and then there's, like, teen idol famous, true. you know? Like, scary famous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, holy shit. So, and nothing it? sexier than... <laughs> Never mind. I can't shit on bald men. We've already... We already talked shit on bald men too much on this podcast. <laughs> we're the... What is it? The she-man woman haters club? Or we're the he-man bald haters club? <laughs> It's like, uh, what is it? The, oh, you got to take a girl swimming on the first date. You got to take a man to a pillow fight on the first date. Yeah, and not go skydiving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ride a roller coaster together. <laughs> hmm, what is the truth? So um, what else do I have on this? So considering Harry's luscious waves are so infamous, they're like literally his staple. If he were to start losing his hair, he'd lose his career too, which like I don't blame him. And also like men's hair pieces have gotten really good. In the past few years, like almost I can't even tell when men are wearing them most of the time. And I'm very good at that. I had to stop wearing extensions because I was so like judgy of other people's not putting them in right that I could never meet my own standards. <laughs> so I just stopped so wearing them. So you got them. the detective eye then. You know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, maybe, maybe not. But I've seen some convincing photos okay, also okay. of him like jumping. And then there's like some lift there. Ooh. 
I'm just and that's saying. not product, everyone. No. That's a hairline. <laughs> no. His hairline coming off his head. <laughs> convincing. But also, at the same time, he's kind of got, like, this really severe widow's peak that's, like, mm-hmm. a receding hairline, an early receding hairline. Yeah. So, I was like, why, if you're going to get, a, like, a hair piece, would you want one with a receding hairline? Right. You know? So, that's the one thing I'm like, mm, I don't know. Maybe to throw you off the scent? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, since his hair is so famous, like, people obviously recognize it in public. Um, and when he cut them off, originally for his role in Dunkirk, there was, like, public mourning. So, he's, like, trying oh. to, like, hold on to that, right? Yeah. Um, so since then, videos from fans analyzing fan cams from recent <laughs> tours uh, have gone viral, some gaining more than a million views. Uh, the slowed down clips, which are mainly from Harry's Dublin and Manchester concerts, so look those up if you need to, uh, show what appears to be Harry's hair coming entirely away from his head. So first near the hairline and second at the back where the wig would sit. So all very pixelated, though. So mm. let's note that. Um, which is going to help with any conspiracy. Oh, that's why, like, every, like, cryptid picture is always, like, grainy. You know, Sasquatch right, is never in, yeah. in 4K. Right, the Lagos monster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so since the first few videos went viral, fans have jokingly jumped on the trend, fueling the idea that the singer might wear a toupee and is hiding his bald era, quote, <laughs> from the world. A distant cousin to the flop era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once you enter your bald era, there's really no coming no. back, unfortunately. Um, one user named All the Love Soph. Yeah. Okay. Love her. Yeah. Details in one of the most viral videos about what's been playfully dubbed as Baldary. <laughs> <laughs> a rundown of the entire it's not even saga. A good pun. <laughs> yeah. So some people Bull think Baldary. 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 That's better with an accent. Yeah. Um, some other people they thought that this could be though. Um, so you got to think of like actors slash uh, musicians, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly is one of them, which I don't remember w- what he's acted in, but that was somebody people talked about a lot. But also, fuck him, because he cheated on Megan Fox. Yeah. Beyonce has been cheated on. Shakira. I mean, Megan this is Fox. getting out of hand, really. There's no hope for any of I us. just learned today how Shakira knew she was being cheated on. How? I don't know. Is it the jam jar? <laughs> yes. That, I... <laughs> she has, like, she has this, like, uh, strawberry jam in her house. It's like, mm-hmm. she's the only one in the house that, that ate it. And then she started noticing that it was, like, getting depleted. And mm. she was like, He's ha- he has another bitch in this house. Smart. Isn't that crazy? That's smart. It's like when we used to steal the liquor out from our parents <laughs> in high school. Not me, though, Mom. Not me, though. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I saw this clip of her, like, from the She-Wolf music video. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, in that, like, red cave. Mm-hmm. People were like, Shakira inside the jam jar. <laughs> and that killed me. I'm not recovered. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. Okay, some other people that they thought it would be would be uh, Justin Timberlake, The Weeknd, and Jared Leto. Jared Leto, I could really believe. Justin Timberlake is already kind of bald, isn't he? He's got very thin hair. Yeah, he's he he accepted it early in his life, and, and he buzzed that bitch down. Yeah, he did. Which is the smart thing to do, I think. I also really just don't like Justin Timberlake, so no, I want either. him to be bald. And honestly, if you if you make your hair that much ramen noodle style, it's gonna it's fall gonna out. fall out eventually. There's nothing we can do. Sorry, it we could not save it. it could not survive the 2000s. <laughs> no. So it's what he gets. That's it. That's all I got. But um, that's where we're starting. Number ten. I love it. I mm-hmm. love TikTok conspiracy corner. God. Like it's one of my favorite things. It's... I miss that every day. I had to delete TikTok by the way, yeah. everybody. You're so smart. Because I was quite addicted. Oh, I am too. But now I'm at the point in my addiction where I'm like, well, now what? What do I do without? It? Yeah. Honestly, the amount of time that I got back was I deleted. I was like, what? Who am I? What do I do? Right. I uh, I don't know. Draw. Have a hobby. Now I fill it in with like scrolling Facebook Marketplace. So it's. Not any better. But anyways. Can I tell you, I am a shopaholic. It's really bad. The thing that cured that for me, mm-hmm. 
was downloading Sims 4 and then getting custom content on the Ooh, internet. Oh, that's a good idea. I just like I shopping. I love a good Sims 4. Mm-hmm. I really do. But, like, you know, buying that CC online, it felt like buying clothes for <laughs> myself and then trying it on my... <laughs> it's like buying. It's free. Yeah. You know? I was a rosebud bitch. I always just typed that in and got unlimited money. And Girl, then... rosebud? That shit is... That was Sims, like, one. Yeah. The original. We on that mother load cheat yeah. code now. Oh, there you go. We on that BB move objects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we on I that castful edit mode. Oh, I'm trying to make a pun still from Harry Styles' name, but all I can think of his is like... His name is literally Harry. Harry no Styles. Not no, Harry Styles. Hair Styles? Hair Styles. <laughs> his name is literally Harry. Harry style my wig. <laughs> Harry has no hair. Hair piece Styles. <laughs> I'll so, come back to that. We'll, okay. we'll circle back. You come for the puns. Okay, so I organized my conspiracy mm. theories by, like, how believable I think they are. Yeah, I love and that. And a lot of mine are, like, oldies but goodies, like I mm. said. So all of you have probably heard of all of these, but it's they're actually quite interesting. Um, this is one of my probably favorite episodes to research. So, number 10, the least believable in my book. Um, I got uh, stuff from Esquire. Stuff. Mm-hmm. I got <laughs> research notes. Stuff. From mm-hmm. Esquire and Vox, so thank you. But this is the idea that Ted Cruz is a Zodiac killer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Which did you do you know why that is a thing? Just cuz is it because he looks like the mugshot or no, something? I never knew the reason and I <laughs> thought it was something logical like that, right? Like he looks like the mugshot, he's born around the same time. No, get into this gig. Okay. So, for those of you who don't know the Zodiac killer, uh this is some background on that. So, between December of 1968 and October of 1969 in Northern California, five men and women were murdered and two others were attacked by a man whose identity is still a mystery. Um, the killer, who identified himself with a Zodiac sign in a series of cryptic and boastful letters to police, claims to have murdered a total of 37 people. So this guy was really raging through Northern California. <laughs> so little hope at this point in 2023 that any of these crimes will be solved, but a lot of cases remain open in a number of cities throughout California. So not long after this string of killings from the Zodiac Killer, and a mere 1,300 miles away, a man named Raphael Edward Cruz was born in Alberta, Canada. <laughs> I forget his name is Raphael. Raphael. And he's born in Canada? Mm-hmm. How could he run for president? Was Girl, he naturalized or something? I, I did not look that up. I do not like Ted Cruz at all. I'm pretty sure that's not legal. Hmm. Um, he would later go on to become a senator from the state of Texas, like you said, so I'm not sure how, how he did that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was a top 2016 Republican presidential candidate, if we all remember 2016. <laughs> okay, so while it's technically implausible, as you know, because he was, like, born after all of these killings <laughs> happened, and I don't, can't really imagine a fetus <laughs> murdering everybody, but um, a growing number of sleuths, especially online sleuths, conspiracy theorists, and absurdist comedians are actively propagating the theory that Ted Cruz is the infamous Zodiac killer. Um it's something that, like, we have to contend with, and a chorus of, like, media outlets have all kind of weighed in on the phenomenon at this point. So, at at this point on Google, if you search Ted Ted Cruz, <laughs> one of the first things to come up is, is he the Zodiac Killer? Like, it's, like, one of the first results. <laughs> I love that. so funny. So, how do we get here? The very first use of Ted Cruz as the Zodiac Killer meme was on... Tumblr? Twitter. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. The next option... In March 2013, Cruz was speaking at the Conservative Political Action Conference, and somebody randomly tweeted while he was speaking and said, Alert! Ted Cruz is speaking. His speech is titled, This is the Zodiac speaking. (laughs) That was the first tweet. So random. Like, no basis. Just tweeted. Okay? That's fantastic. I love it. So not much is heard uh, for a while, for a couple years. And then in February 2016, another Twitter user edited a picture of him at the Republican debate to include the question, is Ted Cruz the Zodiac Killer in the interactive ticker at the bottom? 
Then some other <laughs> groups went so far as to sell a shirt um, that in the sales of this shirt would provide abortion services and support in Southwest Texas, which we love. Slay. <laughs> but the shirt has a really long sentence on it or a paragraph. And mm-hmm. it says, quote, Ted Cruz is a terrifying monster. You know who else was a monster? The Zodiac Killer, who claimed to have killed 37 people in the Bay Area. Ted Cruz has never denied being the Zodiac Killer. The conclusion is simple, and Ted Cruz has never publicly refuted it. End quote. <laughs> All on a shirt. Oh, my. I want that shirt so bad. God. I, making fun of Ted Cruz is my personal favorite internet pastime. <laughs> I think it's so fun. It's so good. Because he's so fucking dumb. And not in the way, like, most Republicans are. He literally is stupid. Yeah. And it fills me with joy. Like, he keeps liking porn on Twitter. <laughs> people can see that. Yeah. We're like, Ted, stop. He's like, it's been an intern. And I'm like, so why didn't you learn from it the first right. time? You right. more than once? Oh, okay. my gosh. He's so dumb. He really is dumb. But I think that, like, what's great about this particular theory is my other favorite corner of the internet is accusing people of being the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> and there's a few. I think John Green is the one they compared to the picture, and they're like, John Green is the Zodiac Killer. It could be anyone. It could be anyone. But I do want to say recently they, like, found out the name of the Zodiac Killer because... So they did. They cracked the, yeah. the cipher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I sort of go into in yes, here. Yes, please. Um, sort of. Um but the one okay, so we don't like we obviously don't like Ted Cruz, but mm-hmm. he did do something really really funny mm-hmm. um, in 2020. So pretty recently, December, um, the Zodiac cipher was cracked, like I said, mm-hmm. and Cruz actually retweeted the article and said, "Uh oh." <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Which I think it's pretty fucking funny. Um, so I read an article. I think it was the one from Esquire, and it was called um, like basically why do conspiracy theorists think that Ted Cruz is a Zodiac killer? And it was like a conversation with very like level headed conspiracy theorists. And um, one Twitter user, her name is um, at Lind Zeta, um, was asked, why do you think, like, what's so funny? Why do you think that Ted Cruz is a Zodiac killer? And she said, it's completely outlandish, but a very small part of it seems like it could be a little true if the date's lined up. I think that the creep factor almost everybody seems to recognize, and Ted Cruz is one part of it. Mm-hmm. He definitely seems like somebody who could absolutely have some human remains buried under his floorboards. The image of this wholesome Christian family man fighting for family values is almost his entire platform, and portraying him as the furthest thing from that, particularly in a cl- creepy, outlandish, and over-the-top way, makes it that much more amusing. It's so fucking it's funny. It's so good. Have you seen that one video of him where he He's like giving a speech or something, and some guy in the audience has a picture of him superimposed over Kevin from the office. No. And he holds he does it. Look like him. And he holds it up, and you see Ted Cruz look at it and go, mm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Nick frown. I the best thing about being alive at this point in time is being able to cyberbully politicians. Oh, 100%. I got banned off Twitter for like two weeks for cyberbullying Trump. Did I tell you that? <laughs> I, I love you. <laughs> I was like, then, then when he got kicked off, I was like, yeah, who wins now, motherfucker? Mm-hmm. Fuck you. And um, I like got really drunk at a friend's house one night. I had like two bottles of wine. And that the mattress I have in my room right now is that mattress. <laughs> I was so drunk. I was like, I, can I have your bed? And they're like, sure. But anyway. Um, <laughs> what? Can I have your bed? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you will never get things in life unless you ask That's for them. Right. So you, The worst thing is being told no. So. Exactly. So. Um, but I was laying in bed, and Ethan was up partying still, and so I decided to tweet Donald Trump. Like, I went through his entire <laughs> Twitter, and everything I responded to, hey, buddy, fuck you, hey, buddy, <laughs> fuck you, 500 times. And they were like, chilled it. the Lord's work over <laughs> here. Why? Why? Um, and no, he didn't block me. That was my goal. But no, anyway. Damn. I know. Yeah, but you still did your part. He did get kicked off, and it's because of people like you. Thank you. 
I agree. I think it stems from when I was in high school and we would cyber bully the superintendent to close a school on snow days <laughs> yeah. via Twitter. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. good times. Good times. <laughs> I just, I never knew the reason, like the origin story of like mm-hmm. why we all thought, because I was like, oh, at least it's probably the dates line up or whatever. But yeah. no, it's literally a Twitter user being like, alert. Ted Cruz is speaking. This Shit is the Zodiac posting. killer. Yeah. Because, like, I love, some, it. I love the simplicity. I think, like, 95% of celebrity conspiracy theories start as shit posting. Mm-hmm. And then they just spiral out of control. Yeah. And then some of them end up being true. Yeah, I <laughs> which know. Is like, damn, okay. So, we see you, Megan Trainer, in your poopy toilet. Oh, bringing it back is to Is that on your list? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but could you imagine? It's not even a conspiracy theory. It's real. She admitted. She admitted. She, she knows. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, what was it, episode two? It's like, literally, like, two or three from back in season one, yeah. yeah. Megan Trainer and her duo, his and hers, toilet seat. <laughs> Uh, Cute, romantic. Cute. I felt so bad for her because she released her album the same day Taylor Swift dropped hers. Ooh. <laughs> she was like crying on the Today Show. I would too. Shit. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that sucks. Anyway. Okay, speaking of pop stars, number nine for me is J-Lo is a fraud. Mm. Yes, yes. This one this is... One seems vague. <laughs> it is a little vague, but this one actually I think has a lot of like proof behind it and... Like, I, I think this one's true for sure. Um, so there is a recent TikTok theory that's blown up thanks to multiple TikTokers calling it out. Um, I got this info from at Patty Pop Culture, who claims that J-Lo... That's an amazing handle. Patty Pop Culture. Patty Pop Culture. Yeah, you service. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he claims that J-Lo is not the one who sings her songs on all her records. Which there's quite a bit to back this up. Okay. Okay. So she was originally like her big break was uh, when she was cast to play Selena in the biopic, right? Mm-hmm. Is it biopic or biopic? I always said biopic. Yeah, whichever. Anyway, biopic sounds like when you get something caught off, cut off at the dermatologist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna put that in a jar. <laughs> um, so uh, the movie was called Selena. She's playing Selena. Ooh, Ooh. Selena. If you don't know, she was a pop star from Mexico, murdered tragically. Anything for that you, story Serena? That is so interesting. It is crazy. Yeah. Um, definitely read it if you haven't. But J-Lo was an excellent cast for that. She looks a lot like mm-hmm. her and definitely is, has the dance moves down. Like, she's giving that energy. And she is, like, singing in, in the t- uh, movie. So people saw how marketable she was as a pop star figure. And then they offered her some some music deals. So that's kind of how she became J-Lo, right? Jenny from the block. Um it's rumored that they hired her because she was very marketable, but they found out she was more of a face mm-hmm. than, like, talent. So they replaced her lead vocals on her tracks with other artists, is oh, allegedly the the accusation. In an interview with Mariah Carey, this is iconic. <laughs> I love Mariah Carey. Yeah, me too. Petty queen. Yeah. Mariah stated that she only gets three hours of sleep. When the interviewer mentioned that Jennifer got eight, Mariah famously responded by saying... If I had the luxury of not having to sing my own songs, I'd do that, too. (laughs) I love that bitch. (laughs) Who is she? And she puts the glasses on. Yeah, famous. Um, Mariah, you always be famous. J-Lo's biggest hits, such as Jenny from the Block, Play, and I'm Real, are rumored to feature the lead vocals of artists such as Natasha Ramos, Christina Milan, and most famously, Ashanti. Mm. Um, This is actually very interesting because in the I'm Real remix, the I'm Real, that one, that song's a bop. Um, She says the N-word, and she's not a black woman, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's interesting because, like, 
if it's a black woman saying it's not a problem, it's just right. J-Lo like, lip syncing over it. But like the TikTok girlies would call her ass out in this oh, day and age canceled. if that were the case. Yeah. So it's just weird that she like won't own up to that shit. Like she'd rather be canceled, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is like, okay. I made my bed and I'll lie in it. Right. So it's weird that like J-Lo's credited as the main vocalist. It does not even really, like it sounds like it matches her face. Mm-hmm. But then you listen to Ashanti in her songs, and it sounds the exact same. Yeah, I can see that. And you're like, that's they they did that really well. And it actually has been confirmed that Christina Milan was doing some of the backing vocals on play, but they think that they just used her as the main vocals entirely because she she was the one who recorded the original demo um, for like a bunch of these. Mm. I think it was Christina Milan. Anyway, also if you don't know, she sang the Impossible uh, theme song. Check out our episode. Oh, on and also theme songs. the great song Dip It Low. Dip It Low. Bring it I love slow. that song. Yeah. Oh God, Christina. Milan forever. Well, the first time I heard Rihanna on the radio, Ponda Replay, I thought it was Christina Milan. <laughs> I really did. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. But then my I life has changed forever yeah. when someone's like, no, it's this new girl. <gasps> Rihanna. Anyway, the Super Bowl performance was fantastic. She was giving us that first trimester soft choreo. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was like, I'm not really here to dance. I love all the memes of the baby in the womb just like shaking up. Oh. She lied on her resume. She said, I can dance. Yeah. <laughs> but uh. anyway, um, so that one's interesting. So while it's not uncommon for songs to use multiple vocals on a track, like um, Amber Riley, who played Mercedes Jones in Glee, is also like a famous person that did this a lot. Um, the sheer amount of non-credited artists is concerning. Uh, so when asked about it, J-Lo said, for anyone to think or suggest that I'm racist is really absurd and hateful to me. I was actually, it was a song that was actually written by Ja Rule, so it was not meant to be hurtful to anybody. I was like, okay. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. She definitely if dodges the question. <laughs> yeah, right. She never mentions if she's no. the vocalist or not. And I'm like, okay. So it's like a lot of like shifty, shady stuff around that. And I think once you start digging into it, you're like, you know, I can kind of see it. I can kind of get. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I can 100% understand it. But yeah, that's all I got on that one. I just thought that was, I love the Mariah Carey quote. Mm. God bless her. If I had the luxury. <laughs> oh, she's such a petty queen. I love her. What's the other one where like somebody, Nancy Grace or somebody mm-hmm. asks her if like they're feuding with someone. She's like, who, who is, is she? she? Yeah, yeah, she puts the glasses on him. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Oh, I love it. <laughs> okay. So again, I'm going in order of most believable. So my number nine is Taylor Swift is act- actually um, a Satanist priestess. Uh, Zena LeVay. Oh, this is a good one. Also known I as Zena Shrek. Shrek, no. really? Was it's S C H R E C K? I believe it's pronounced Shrek. Okay. Um, but she she dropped Satanism, mm. which I'll talk about, and then she changed her last name mm. okay. from Levey because Anthony Levey was her dad, and he's not. Oh, that's a big story. Okay, so Zena Levey was a spokesperson for the Church of Satan between 1985 and 1990, during which time she was super charismatic and she was a fairly like prominent media figure. A lot of people knew her as mm-hmm. the Satanist princess, basically. She quit the church in 1990, uh, notably just a year after Taylor Swift was born, I'm just saying, and became mm-hmm. a tantric Buddhist. So <laughs> the reason she quit the Church of Satan is because she was getting a lot of death threats. And remember, this is like Reagan's conservative 80s mm-hmm. um, and also the time of like super religious extremist movements happening. So she was getting a ton of death threats and she feared for her life. So naturally, like if you got death threats, your first thought is like, oh, my God, I need to clone myself. Right, right, right. So conspiracy theorists allege that LaVey had several clones made of her through a satanic ceremony and the event of her untimely death. So she could move to a new clone body whenever she needed to if she died. I mean, slay. So since then, theorists have run wild with the idea that T-Swift is a clone made from LaVey's DNA. 
So here's all the reasons why that could be true, okay? <laughs> First of all, they really do look shockingly alike. They do. If I've you seen all those haven't, pictures, yeah, yeah. If you all haven't seen the pictures, they really do. Look, look at the eyebrows. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It's just like if you took Taylor Swift and put her in goth makeup. Seriously. That's what it is. Really. <clears throat> um, LeVay and Swift are both best represented by the serpent emoji. Mm, Coincidence? Tea. I think not. I think not. Yeah. <laughs> the clones were created as allegedly from 1987 <laughs> to 1989, so it's really suspicious that Taylor's album is called 1989. 1989, bitch. What's to the me, truth? To me, that seems like a desperate attempt to emphasize that she had a totally normal human birth and it was not at all cultivated in a cauldron. So <laughs> the whole thing is cover up. Right? Thinks the lady doth protest too much. It's <laughs> giving cover up. Yeah. Shake It Off is obviously about shaking off the Xena identity into a new body. Of course. What else would it be about? <laughs> blank space is obviously about the clone being a blank space for Xena to transfer. Mm, Come on. Tea, tea. Open your eyes, people. That's <laughs> right there. Bad Blood is obviously about the blood of Xena used to create Taylor Swift, and satanic blood now re- runs through her system. So, come on. And then, back in 2012, um, LeVay, who's now Shrek, like I said, spoke to Vice about her post-Church of Satan life, and they were kind of asking, what have you been up to? And she said, actually, I'm working on a music venture. It's a band called Radio Werewolf. So, Xena also has musical talent. Coincidence? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I absolutely love this conspiracy theory. I think it's so funny. And... Totally plausible if you ask me that a pop star who almost exclusively writes songs about her exes is a clone of a satanic high priestess who's actually still alive. I mean, because who are high priestesses going to sacrifice to the Dark Lord? Ex-boyfriends. That's right. It makes sense to me. Yeah. She said, Taylor Swift said, I'm going to take Jake Gyllenhaal's career and I'm going to tank that bitch. Yeah. I'm going to take it down <laughs> to right. hell. I was reading an article where they were making fun of Jake Gyllenhaal and they, um, Zena was deciding who to like uh, sacrifice or whatever. And they're like, fuck you, Jake Gyllenhaal. Your name's too long. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's completely fair. I love, like, when people... I love when the girlies are Illuminati Satanists in Mm -hmm. pop, because that shit hits every time. I have a whole Illuminati section that we're going to go into eventually. Hell, yeah. Yeah. I love that shit. Actually, it's my next one, but I'll I'll get into it. But But I accidentally, while while I'm on the subject, Mm -hmm. I accidentally stumbled onto some, like... I don't even know what to call it. I mean, I guess Illuminati sites, Mm -hmm. like Reddit, but for people who believe in the Illuminati, and the Uh amount, like, whoa... Like, the black hole Mm -hmm. that I went down. Mm -hmm. People really believe this stuff. Yeah, and, like, what of it? We're already controlled by an oligarchy. Might as well be a secret society, too. So, like, fuck it. I'd rather Beyonce and Jay-Z rule the planet than Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. So it's not a problem for me. (laughs) I'm all all Actually, I saw you on one of those sites. It's so weird. (laughs) That's so weird. Um, <laughs> it was called Emma, like, Tens on Tens or something. No, I was like, that sounds really familiar. Damn. <laughs> that, and you know, when you really think about it, Satanism makes a lot of sense because he understands human nature and accepts us regardless of our flaws. Mm-hmm. But, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. No. I actually, I listened to a podcast where the one of the main guys is, like, a Satanist. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the teachings of Satanism are, like, actually chill. pretty cool. They're pretty chill. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I really recommend reading, like, what, the 12 pillars of Satanism mm-hmm. or something. It's quite interesting. They're dope. They're like, everybody gets bodily autonomy. Mm-hmm. Don't impose your will on others. And it's like... Yes, like, it's because the Church of Satanism isn't really, like, we love evil. We're worshipping the devil. Like, yeah, it's, not, really it's not, like that. Not, not like that at all. My cousin <laughs> loves it so much. He dressed up like Baphomet for a family Halloween party. My dad was about to lose his fucking mind. <laughs> and that shit was so funny. He got, like, a fursuit. <laughs> <laughs> Commitment. And I love him so much for that. So shout out to Corbett. You're the bomb. Corbett. Okay, so my next one is uh, also... Mm, similar not satanic 
But I guess the government's satanic. Yeah. <laughs> so that works. And that's it. Kim Kardashian is being groomed to be president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> I love this theory. I've never heard this. Because, oh my God. So lots of things have happened in the past, like, five years around Kim Kardashian that are kind of, like, they're random. And then once you, like, think about them, you're like, oh, okay. So um, it's been theorized that the Kardashians are grooming Kim to run for president. This might seem ridiculous, but there are a lot of small suggestions that give some authenticity to these rumors. For starters, the devil works hard, but Kris Jenner works harder. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um Chris Jenner, Chris Jenner is a notorious manager, like momager to the max. Like w- whatever her will is, it will be done. You know, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and like the the girlies have popped off in in pop culture. They are models. They are none of them are singers. They definitely try. I was about to say singers too. I was like, <laughs> I mean, Kim and Courtney, I think both have like like songs. Mm-hmm. They're not good. Oh, Bible, <laughs> Bible. Yeah. I think Kim's is like, this is my song or something like that. Hmm. They're not great. But either way, it's undeniable that the Kardashians have a fucking chokehold on culture. And it's surprising that one of them's not in politics at this point, considering that their dad was a lawyer, you know? True. So that kind of leads into the fact that Kim started law school recently she takes it really seriously and she actually had quite a few meetings with like trump and stuff when kanye was doing his whole thing and she actually got quite a few um prison reforms put in place Mm -hmm. and like she did a lot of interesting good work so like there's definitely an interest that she shows in politics and recently she has um adopted a more white girl look (laughs) so the kardashians were called out like their entire career for appropriating black culture, you know, from over tanning to wearing their hair in different ways to, you know, filling their lips and whatever, even getting BBLs. Kim Kardashian, when she was at the Met Gala last year, wore Marilyn Monroe's dress, which is associated with JFK, kind of presidential, right? But to fit into it, she was like, oh, I had to lose 16 pounds overnight, so I did a crash diet. She she did do that, but she also took out her ass implants, yeah. which is what allowed her to fit into the it's dress. A key thing she forgot to mention. Yeah, I mean you're gonna lose a lot of weight doing that. People were like, I can't believe she's she's promoting these fad diets. I'm like, no, she just doesn't want to admit she ever got implants. Guys, <laughs> just chill. Um, so she has a lot like slimmer frame these days. She's skinnier than she ever has been mm-hmm. ever, and that's just generally attributed more to white women. And she dyed her hair blonde. There's a lot of pictures of her dressed in, like, prairie outfits and shit these days that have been circling around. Yeah, she's wearing, like, home on the prairie, like, (laughs) chic lately. I don't know. Little house on the prairie. She's in the Target section. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. And then she also has these, like, super Americana, like, photo shoots anyway. Um, what did I say? So in 2018, she started law school completely out of left field. She said she wanted to get in touch with, like, her dad, which makes sense. Um... But it looks like they saw former reality star Donald Trump rise to that star and were like, we could do something here. Save us all. Because we literally, as a country, elected a reality star to be our president. Mm -hmm. So why is it so outside of the realm of possibility that Kim Kardashian could be president? Because who has a tighter hold on what the culture is in America, the government? It's the Kardashians. Like, it's, it's it's the government. And the Kardashians are right underneath (laughs) it. And that's the unfortunate truth that we have to be saddled with. And then there's also the fact that, like, there's been multiple studies that show that if women are ever going to be elected to a high position of power like the presidency, Mm -hmm. they're more likely to do that if the public is attracted to them sexually. Well, they got that in the bag, I guess. So (laughs) they're thinking, like, if Kim were to actually run, 
They tested it out with Kanye to see if he actually even got votes. He did. He did. He did. And it like some people took him seriously as fuck, but he's he's a little wacko. I think Kim is a little bit more well spoken. And I would dare say even a little classier. Um <laughs> Dare that, I say. Dare I say. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's a lot of stuff she does I think is pretty classy. Like she she refuses to talk shit on Kanye mm. because her kids, which I I get that. As a kid of divorce, like that's a that's a pretty noble thing to do, even though he is <laughs> There's a lot to talk There's about. There's a lot to say, Kimberly. <laughs> um, so I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, what is What else did I put on here? That she took out her BBL. She's got blonde hair now. She's kind of distancing herself from black culture, kind of to look at this, like, you know, the white-centric politician vibe, right? Um, and then I think that's it. But yeah, that's just crazy. I can't... I mean, I could definitely see it. I think I would also... Here's a co- controversial uh, opinion from Emma. <laughs> I think I'd vote for her. <laughs> would you? I think so. It depends on... If it was like Kim against Donald Trump. Oh, well, yeah. That's easy. Also, it depends on what she ran for. I don't think she's a Democrat. I don't. I think mm-hmm. if she ran as one, I would vote. Because I, I vote Dem no matter what. Yeah, I don't I don't fucking care because it's, it's evil, I know. But like, I think Kim Kardashian is a surprisingly like well-spoken and methodical person Mm -hmm. and nine times out of ten these like hollywood starlets that we like hate on like paris hilton and stuff are very smart people that just understand branding and what is politics if not branding and money and money and these bitches got it in fucking didn't didn't caitlin jenner like talk about running for office that would make sense i wouldn't be surprised i really wouldn't heard something about that but it never happened or maybe I'm getting, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger mixed up. I don't know. But I think, like, you know, compared to, like, like the Kanye Wests of the world and the Donald Trumps of the world, Kim Kardashian would be a way more, like, mm-hmm. suitable person. And, you know, most people are like, oh, I hate talking about the Kardashians. They got nothing going on in their head. I'm like, have you thought about the ways in which Kim took someone betraying her trust and made herself a household item mm-hmm. after that? Like, she was a name after a sex tape. Now yeah. she is a cultural icon. Yeah. That's impressive. Did you hear the conspiracy theory? Hopefully it's not on your list. Mm-hmm. About Chris releasing the tape herself. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, I can understand. <laughs> I can see that. And if Kim would do that to her own daughter, imagine what she'd do to get her daughter in the White House. That's right. Okay. Momager times 100. Exactly. And if it's not in the next election cycle, give it 20 years. Give it some time. Yeah. So, my number eight yes. is quite broad. Um, it is just the Illuminati mm, in general. Yes. So, this is from wired.co.uk is where I've got most of my information. So, the Illuminati, for some background, is a name given to several groups, both real and fictitious. So, historically, the name will refer to the Bavarian. I said Bavarian. Mm. Bavarian Illuminati, Mm -hmm. um, which was an Enlightenment-era secret society founded on the 1st of May in 1776. In Bavaria, which is today part of Germany, as we all know. A little lesson. The society's stated goals were to oppose superstition, uh, I don't know what this is, obscurantism? Mm -mm. I don't know what that is. Religious influence over public life and abuses of state power. I'm like, like, I'm about it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't mind the Illuminati being in charge. I really don't. (laughs) Um, Quote, the order of the day, end quote, they wrote in their general statuses, quote, is to put an end to the machinations of the purveyors. Machinations? The machinations of my mind are on Is that right? Machinations? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Of the purveyors of injustice to control them without dominating them, end quote. So the Illuminati are kind of like the Freemasons and other secret societies um, in the fact that they were like pretty shunned and Mm -hmm. they were outlawed. So Charles Theodore, the elector of Bavaria, with the encouragement of the Catholic Church, actually ended up saying no more Illuminati. And then in subsequent years, they were super vilified because they wanted to free themselves from the power of the Catholic Church and they opposed church and government restrictions. 
I'm on board so far. Me too. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> so since then, as we all know, people have run wild with the idea of the Illuminati being a conspiracy theory. So the Illuminati members are often accused of conspiring to control world affairs by masterminding events and planting agents in governments, corporations, and celebrity life in order to gain political power and influence and to establish what they call a new world order. Okay. It's okay. getting third reiki. It's getting a little weird. So central to some of the more widely known and elaborate conspiracy theories, the Illuminati are depicted as lurking in the shadows, super dark, and pulling the strings and levers of power. So that's why we hear about um, Illuminati and celebrities a lot, because mm -hmm. our celebrities are often in power. Because of us, right? We put them there. I mean, yeah, and then we put them in the president seat. So <laughs> Yes, as spoken about, we mm -hmm. definitely do. So this view of the Illuminati has found its way into all sorts of things. Like I said, pop culture, um, novels, films, shows, comics, video games, and even music videos. Celebrities are quite often, like I said, speculated to be a part of this insidious organization. Um, there's a massive conspiracy theory that says the Illuminati is working to control these celebrities, control these politicians, and control these athletes to brainwash the general population into world domination. So basically, every celebrity that you hold dear is part of the Illuminati. Everybody who has ever died a tragic death was murdered by the Illuminati. So I wanted to list out a few wild Illuminati celebrity conspiracies. Mm -hmm. Okay. Get into it. Taylor Swift's video for Look What You Made Me Do indicates that Swift worships reptiles and drinks reptile blood. Okay. Great. <laughs> Madonna released a song called Illuminati in 2014. And then at the 2015 Grammys, she donned a horn silver crown and she was skipping among minotaurs on the stage. So she must be the dark witch of the Illuminati. Of course. Donald Trump's little tiny hand signals are secret codes for his membership in the Illuminati. Which honestly would be kind of nice if we could explain away his presidency because of the Illuminati, but we can't. Um, Lady Gaga's song Bad Romance is actually about her relationship with Satan as an Illuminati puppet. And okay. this one's crazy. Blue Ivy is also a member of the Illuminati. That's Beyonce's mm -hmm. um, daughter. Blue meaning born living under evil. Okay. And Ivy meaning Illuminati's very youngest. Okay. <laughs> and some conspiracy theorists even speculate that the Illuminati killed Whitney Houston so that Blue Ivy could be born. <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> Not Whitney. <laughs> yeah. And there's, like, so many more. This is, like, the very top of the list. Um, there's even another one about Angelina Jolie and how she got her double mastectomy. And they did that because they, like, she's part of the mm -hmm. Illuminati and she did it. Sacrifice, sacrifice obviously. Obviously, titties. that's all boobies are saying. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so go check it out for yourself. Just try not to get into the rabbit hole that I went into, which is, like, the actual it's so theorist crazy. online. Like, do I think it exists? Yes. The same way the Freemasons are real. Like, their headquarters is right around the corner from here, actually. Really? Like, well, one of their bases. Yeah. I used to drive past it every day on my way to my teaching gig. Hmm. And there were people going in there, like, go with the little, you know, gate they had to go through. Like, they're going to work. I'm like, what are you doing at the Freemason, like, campus? <laughs> <Having a beer. laughs> There's, they have, like, a gym there and everything. So, That's I don't know cool. what the fuck they sure do there. I'm pretty sure my papa was a, a Freemason. I don't know. Um, but the Illuminati, I imagine, is probably something similar to that. I don't think it doesn't exist. But I hate when people are like, oh, every time, like, a person makes a signal with their hands, they're... No. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's another one. Angelina Jolie, often, she's, like... She does this wave, mm -hmm. and it's her two middle fingers, like, will kind of go forward and leaving the other two up. And they have, like, all of these... This website that I went down has all of these screenshots of her waving like that. And then mm -hmm. they have, like, um, the leader of the Church of Satan doing the same symbol. And mm -hmm. so they're like, she must be part of it. It looks like a little llama. It's quite interesting. I mean, you could spend all night doing At that. the uh, Rihanna halftime show during, like, shine bright like a diamond. Mm -hmm. Right. She did her hand in a diamond, but it looked like a triangle. So people are like, Illuminati yep. confirmed. Yeah. And then there's also people who talk about um, enchant, not enchanted, um, 
frozen being mm-hmm. part of the Illuminati because there's triangles everywhere. Mm. And also snowflakes are hexagons and that's a sign of Satan. Snowflakes are all different shapes. It's literally, we learned it in the first grade, Uh, friends. So yeah, you'll just have to go read about it. But that is the very high level overview of the Illuminati. It was spectacular. You You know, do you remember like when we were in elementary school and they would tell us that snowflakes were all different? Mm -hmm. And that's where the whole special snowflake thing came from? Yeah. They're not all different. They're not. (laughs) That's not the thing. There's only, you know, so many combinations of ice particles in the world. Well, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. So it's not like how the Grinch stole Christmas where you zoom in on a snowflake and there's all little societies in there? I think I'd I'd slay as a who in Whoville. I'm not going to lie to you. I would run that place. Um, (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Just an aside. Martha Mayhew. The holiday who who relation. (laughs) It's just uh, Emma. Oh my God, you would be an excellent mayor's wife. Oh God, the, that fucking scrub. Yeah. Damn, you want to talk about hatfish and a bitch? Not him though. You wouldn't be married to him. No. I'll be, Honestly, you marry the Grinch. I'd marry Martha May. We <laughs> <laughs> mean her friend, baby. <laughs> I love that Christine Bransky is the only one that doesn't have a prosthetic nose because they looked at her and they're like, "You're so fine. tiny. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, okay. You know what I've been repeating a lot? This mm. is totally a side a sideline. Um, you know the part where she goes, Betty, hi! Of course. I've just been saying that so much and nobody knows what it's from and I love confusing people. Betty, hi! I do love that. Isn't this antique, darling? Anyways, it's uh, Christmas. She's so good in that. It's not Christmas anymore, but she's an icon all year round. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we didn't have to. All right, speaking of icons, uh, <laughs> next one for me is Keanu Reeves is Immortal. Mm. This is a classic. This one's true. It's a classic and also true. <laughs> I do think he's had a little Botox. Mm. I d- he's a little shiny. He's been under the needle. Yeah, of course everyone in Hollywood has, but um, <laughs> but there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that's pretty good with this. Okay, so I got this from Bianca Soldani, who was a contributor to Yahoo from July in 2002. No, sorry, 2022. Oh, God, I was like, damn. damn. No, we're going in the vault for this right. information. Oh, oh. Let me move this mic up so I can see. Oh damn. Okay. So it's Welcome. been over three. Oh goddamn! Oh, oh shit! I'm kicking shit. Okay. Too much wine. <laughs> no, I'm just a fidgety asshole, and that's it's so bad. Don't you hate when you have a fidgety? Asshole? <laughs> yeah, I do indeed. Okay, so it's been over three decades since Hollywood first fell in love with Keanu Reeves in the late 1980s, but the passage of time has done little to diminish his charm or his good looks. Mm-hmm. I'll say, I would, I would, I would fuck Keanu Reeves. Heartbeat. Oh yeah, and a heartbeat. Did you know he's Chinese? No, I didn't know that either. But he is. Okay. In fact, some of the actors' fans thinks he looks a little too good for his fifty-seven years. He's fifty-seven. He's almost sixty, and he looks like he's thirty-four tops, maybe. Um, so this has sparked a curious conspiracy theory that Keanu Reeves may actually be immortal. Some people have theorized. Even a vampire, dare I say. Mm, sexy. Mm, we know how I love them. Yeah, what's, who's your um, who's <sighs> your favorite vampire? You know, there's quite a few, but uh, Edward Cullen, played by Robert Pattinson's up there for me. <laughs> I have to admit. And you know what? There's a TikTok filter going around where you have to like rank Hollywood stars or whatever. Uh-huh. And I got all the way to the very end. It was like Robert Pattinson versus Pedro Pascal. And I was like, I can't do this. That's so hard. I, was like, I can't do this. <laughs> Oh, I love Pedro. Because one thing I love more than vampires is a Delph. Okay, mm. <laughs> you're going to tell me the Hollywood Delph? I have to choose between him and my favorite vampire. That's it's honestly unfair to you. And once uh, Robert Pattinson has his baby, then he'll be a Delph. Ugh. 
Oh my God. I saw a tweet the other day that someone was like, oh, Suki Waterhouse came into my store. And when she was buying, I saw that Robert Pattinson was kissing her as her home screen. And I was like, I'd kill myself. I could not bear it. She's like, it was so cute. And I was like, I'd die. I would not be able to handle it anyway. <laughs> Just smash her phone. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so the theory has its roots in the actor's youthful appearance, obviously, and the little acts of kindness that he's known for. Um, but the rabbit hole goes far, far deeper than that. So according to futurist and philosopher, I didn't know that was a career, you can have Dr. Damn. Richard Hames. Wait, what is the title? A futurist and philosopher. Oh, a futurist. I didn't know they even still had degrees in philosophy. Like, what the fuck is this They're ancient Greece? Them. So- I just think people aren't taking them as much as they used My to. name's Richard and I'm going to be the next Socrates. <laughs> It's 2022, but go off. Make a marble statue of me. <laughs> so Reeves has been seen across multiple centuries going back to so far as 700 AD. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he tells Yahoo News Conspiracy Unpacked that the first sighting of Reeves is as Charles the Great, the founder of the Holy Roman Empire. <laughs> uh, paintings of him are very convincing. You're like, hmm. Yeah, I see a resemblance. So, paintings of the medieval emperor do bear a resemblance to Reeves, and the circumstances surrounding his death also invite suspicion, as Charles's body was hurriedly buried in the same uh, the same day he died. So, mm. suspicious, if you ask I'm me. Um, Charles is said to have passed away of natural causes just months after he established his son as his successor, leading conspiracy theorists to speculate that the whole thing may have been staged to give Charles, by which they mean Reeves, an <laughs> opportunity to depart and establish a new identity mm-hmm. elsewhere. <clears throat> so, I mean, convenient, yeah. honestly. It works. Another compelling historical sighting of Reeves is as early as the 20th century as actor Paul Mounet, which I don't know who this is, uh, but it's spelled M-O-U-N-E-T. I thought it was Monet, but that's not who that is. Um, <laughs> whom Dr. Hames says is definitely a lookalike quote. So Dr. Hames also points to the mis- uh, the mystery surrounding Monet's death, saying his body I don't think was ever found, although there was some conjecture that he did die of a heart condition. Mm. So still, we don't know where his body's at. Also suspicious. Convenient. Mm-hmm. During an appearance on the Jimmy Fallon show in 2017, Reeves was asked about his resemblance to these two historical figures, and his response did nothing but fan the flames of suspicion. Oh, no. <laughs> so when Fallon explained the conspiracy theorists are suggesting Reeves has been seen in different guises through the ages, the actor cryptically said, we're all stardust, baby. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Which is the most Reeves response it I could ever think of. I it could is. just see him be like, oh, yeah, well, we're all well, stardust, he's worldly. baby. He's seen a lot of things. So. Which is why people are like, he has yeah. been around for hundreds of years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I love him. He's probably in like three of the ten of the worst times to be alive that we talked about. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Fallon went on to pull up portraits of Charles the Great and Monet, and Reeves noted... I can see we have a likeness in the eyes and the nose and the mustache and the beard and the cheekbones and the forehead. And the face in general. <laughs> uh, such a funny thing to say. Yeah. Um, this interview came across uh, came after another telling comment Reeves made back in 2014 when he was questioned about giving away millions of his own earnings to people who worked behind the scenes of the Matrix trilogy. God damn. I, God. I want to fuck him now. <laughs> okay. His response was, Money is the last thing I think about. I could live on what I already have made in the, for the next few centuries. Uh, slip. Convenient. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Mm, he said centuries. Boy. He's dated. Mm-hmm. So, and if conspiracy theorists are to be believed, that is exactly what the actor plans to do. Uh, which, like, if you are going to want money for your future, being an actor is very lucrative. You know that the the 
the the main couple in Modern Family got paid like five hundred thousand dollars an episode. Mm-mm. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Whoa. I know. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, Reeves also has interestingly starred in movies that seem to hint at immortality slash time travel, such as Dracula, Bill and Ted, and even The Matrix. <laughs> so know that. It's interesting. Dun, dun, dun. I could totally see him signing up for roles as like a little inside joke like that. He's like, ha, yeah, ha, 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 ha. yeah, that one's very believable. That would be high up on my list, I think. I mean, if anybody deserves it, it's Keanu. It's Keanu. Also, that guy in your article is a futurist. Can you tell us if he's, what is the, <laughs> what is the truth? What are your doctor? qualifications? <laughs> so, Socrates himself trained me. I also am a time traveler. <laughs> Christ, if a man were to come up to me at a bar and I'd be like, what do you do for work? He's like, I'm a philosopher. I'd be like, okay, don't talk to me anymore. Christ. Oh. I don't care if you have a doctor in now your name. Now, why do you think I'm not going to give you my number? <laughs> I said philosopher, not your therapist. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, my gosh. Okay, my number seven. So we're getting a little bit more believable here. Mm-hmm. So my number seven is from Ranker, and it's George Bush has Britney Spears on his payroll. Okay. Okay. So, Britney Spears rose to fame in the late 1990s as a pop star, but by the time her third album, self-titled Britney, dropped, she was no longer at the top of the charts. So, if you remember, her single on that one was I'm a Slave for You. Great Mm -hmm. song. But it only charted number 21 on the Billboard Hot 100. This song came out on September 24th, 2001, just weeks after the 9-11 attack. So, theorists speculate she might have needed a PR boost. People started to notice that Spears was in the tabloids right when Bush's administration was being criticized for something. So here's a few examples. I have four. Interesting. The famous Britney Spears and Madonna kiss at the 2003 mm. VMAs was right when Bush was facing backlash for the Iraq War. Convenient. <laughs> Convenient. <laughs> in January 2004, Spears married her childhood friend Jason Alexander in Vegas, which that marriage only lasted 55 hours. Hold on. His name's Jason Alexander. Yeah, like, like George Costanza. <laughs> that's yeah. who I'm picturing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Me too. I was like, speaking of hair pieces. <laughs> my goodness. Um, but anyway, so this marriage that lasted 55 hours was a week before Bush's former aide, mm-hmm. Scooter Libby, was set to stand trial for leaking the name of an undercover CIA agent. Shit. Okay. In 2006, Britney was caught driving with her son, Sean Preston, on her lap, and she was heavily criticized for not using a car seat. And this is around the time that Bush's VP, Dick Cheney, accidentally shot a man during a hunting trip. Oh, God. Remember that? Yeah. (laughs) Then in 2007, when the war on terror was taking a negative turn with the resurgence of of Al-Qaeda and the Taliban, Spears shaved her head and attacked the paparazzi famously with an umbrella. I recall. 2007. timely, isn't it? Hmm. Interesting. In reality, this is all coincidental, probably, and uh, has much more to do with like mental health and well-being than it does like being on Bush's payroll. But it is interesting. You know, I will say the 2000s were hard on everybody. They were hard on everyone. <laughs> Lots of shit was happening there. Because, uh, yeah. fuck, poor Brittany. Um, she really do be going through it. Mm-hmm. But I could also see it happening because I'm one thing I don't do is trust the Bush family. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. <laughs> no, ma'am. That's number one rule in life. And I, I get so sad when I think about them because George Bush is a good example of someone who like could have lived a very different life had he not been forced into politics, mm-hmm. you know, because he doesn't strike me as like an evil person. He might. I mean, I definitely think every president is. Because <laughs> that's just have to you kind of have yeah. to be, but you know when he's like, "I'm a painter and I like to be on my ranch and stuff." I'm like, "Okay, I get it." Yeah, he's forced into evilness. <laughs> and like, I'll tell you this because Ethan's military, but like military people love George Bush because he's like he would like go and like hug people after nine eleven stuff. I'm like, okay, I get it. He's such a cute little war criminal. <laughs> 
ooky, ooky, ooky. Yeah, but I, yeah, God, poor Brittany. Oh, I just, I don't believe it. She's such a good person. I don't think she. You know, I I don't think so either. But it is it is interesting, and there's actually more examples that I didn't write down because mm-hmm. I knew we had like limited mm-hmm. time. But it's quite convenient. Quite convenient timing. Interesting that. Okay, so. Similar. Well, no, not at all. I guess I keep connecting these. I keep connecting these because I'm like, oh, because this is also about a celebrity. And then I'm like, they all are stupid ass. <laughs> the name of the episode is Celebrity Listen, I got a master's degree. It's been a day. I'm a, <laughs> I have a philosophy degree. I have an English degree. It's just as useless, to be fair. Uh, uh, it's okay. I would talk to you at a bar, though. Not if you're a philosophy <laughs> major. Shit. I mean... <laughs> I'm fun I mean, to talk, I talk to, to you at a bar. once a week on a microphone. Yeah, so. yeah, that's true enough. All right, so this one is, I think, a more famous celebrity conspiracy okay. theory, but it's my favorite. It's one of many favorites for me, but it's a good one. And it's that Avril Lavigne is a clone. <laughs> <laughs> we overlapped on this one. Yeah, we know. We everybody knows this one because it's a classic. <laughs> it's a classic, um, and I I think about it every day probably. So. This is just the Wikipedia page. I'm, I didn't go crazy on my research this week like low, but... <clears throat> okay. Oh, so fun. Yeah, it is. It's about time I pulled my weight. On the <laughs> it is fun when you have, have like, some episodes where you're like, I did the most for mm-hmm. this shit, and get ready for it. It's fun that way, which is why I can't wait till we're famous, and I can hire someone to do all the uh, other shit, and I can yes. just do this full time. Research, bye. Yeah. Bye. That's fine. Okay, so the origins of the replacement theory can be detailed <laughs> back to 2011 with a Brazilian blog named... Avril está morta. <laughs> Avril is dead. Indeed. Yeah. Although some success say, or some sources say that the rumor dates back to as far as 2005. The theory alleges that the pressures of fame combined with the death of Levine's grandfather sent her into a deep depression after the release of her uh, 2002 album Let Go, and that the singer died by suicide shortly after. Mm. Which, if you've listened to Let Go checks yeah that's sad <laughs> oh my god i loved that album i actually saw avril Lavigne in concert when i was like in the second grade i thought i was punk as fuck yeah. let me tell you that and i remember the outfit i wore okay were you wearing like little striped like wrist bracelets i'll tell you what i was wearing tell me. okay i had some red like cargo pants that were like capris and had the little drawstring at the bottom you know and then i had a white t-shirt with a little girl with a scooter on it very cute and a little (laughs) leather page boy hat she was serving frankly honestly i would wear that today (laughs) limited two is here and she She was sponsoring and i remember avril came on and then i i cried as she was like as the the concert was ending not because i was upset but i I was past my bedtime Um, Slay. Take this fucking leather boy hat off of me and put me in bed. <laughs> I would like, I was so obsessed with her. I would like reverse or rehearse in my head, like conversations I would possibly have with her if I ran into oh, her. Oh, I used to do that shit with like, Jonas. Oh, your name's Avril. That's French for April, right? Yeah, I'm Is cultured. It? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I only know that because I would try, time. I was like, what am I going to talk to Avril Lavigne about when I meet her? Inevitably. Like I knew that would happen. Avril Lavigne. Yeah. Well, she's Louis. Canadian. Oh. So. And you can hear that because she's like, I'm, I'm not punk i'm just i'm just a rock chick i like to rock out <laughs> rock out yeah I love oh my god or like in one what is it the skater boy music video where she's like you guys want to crash the mall i'm like i don't think you can crash the mall i think it's in a public place yeah it's not a thing but she's gonna try yeah okay so according to the conspiracy theory a lookalike named melissa <laughs> was originally hired to distract paparazzi protecting a reclusive levine it alleges that levine befriended melissa 
that shortly after the singer's supposed death, her body double was taught how to sing and perform like the musician. So since she was French, she kind of already had, you know, that understanding of her. But yeah, uh, that after Levine's death, her record company buried the news and replaced her with Melissa Vandella for a continued profit and that Melissa recorded all of Levine's future work. Much of the evidence cited in support of the conspiracy theory is the purported appearance and disappearance of various moles and other skin blemishes in pictures of Levine over time, as well as a promotional photo shoot in which she has the name Melissa written on her hand. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's fu- that's funny to think about. Like, they labeled them so they could tell them apart like twins, like newborn twins. <laughs> But I think it was like, I don't know, it must have been an ode to a friend or something. But also people people get moles removed, especially know, like, in Hollywood. No one's y'all. heard of a dermatologist before? No. Um, but I think that there's a lot of like credit to this theory just because the sheer difference of Avril Lavigne in her like debut album versus the entire rest of her career. Because, you know, even when she had other hits around the same time, like Girlfriend, which was kind of punky, it still isn't the same. It gets not like... It doesn't have the same weight to it, you know? Like, all of her stuff later on felt like someone performing, like, punk almost, you know? Which is kind of, I think, why why people were like, yeah, something's different about her, and I can't quite put my finger on it. So, um, the conspiracy thing soon gained traction on internet forums, such as ATRL and Godlike Productions, <laughs> where self-proclaimed Avril Rangers shared evidence. <laughs> One ATRL post in 2012 suggested that the original Avril may actually be alive, using a picture of what appeared to be the singer buying cheese at a oh. time when new Avril was supposedly battling Lyme disease. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa has Lyme disease. They had to pivot. Wait, wait. Can't you have Lyme disease and buy cheese at the same time? Evidently not. No, not allowed. Oh, her Lyme disease is affecting her so bad. She's at home. She she can't can't have dairy. I don't know. But I think that, you know, Melissa got Lyme disease and said, like, we got to get another clone going. (laughs) We got to find a backup for the backup. Because Avril Lavigne's in such high demand these days, you know? (laughs) Oh, fuck. Um, In addition to the changes in her appearance, the theory alleges that the title and artwork for Avril's second album, Under My Skin, as well as the lyrics to songs like My Happy Ending, Together in the Best Years of Our Lives, are subliminal messages. The original blog further suggests that Melissa feels guilt over participating in this farce, quote, uh, leading to the subliminal messaging. Poor Melissa. Poor Melissa. It's so funny if you go on Avril's Instagram at any point, at any time, there's always comments that are like, whatever, Melissa. (laughs) It gets me every time. I think it's funny. It never gets old for me. Go look at it now. You'll be like, oh, okay. I also was thinking about it the other day because she used to be married to the lead singer of Nickelback. Mm -hmm. And... Well, they have that one song, Twisted Sister. It's like, fucking little monkey, she's a twisted sister, about mm-hmm. a girl who likes to fuck a lot. And that song's about Avril Lavigne. Is it? <laughs> yeah. I can't get that out of my head anyway. Oh. Or was it Melissa? Or was it Melissa? <gasps> dun, dun, dun. That's like that, what's that What's that movie where, where like Beyonce beats up the chick from Heroes because she wants to steal her husband? Same vibe. Anyway. Yeah, I'm same vibe. Same vibe. Okay, <laughs> so the question was broached again in November 2018 interview with Australia KIIS 
something. It's a radio station. Um, when asked about the theory, the singer responded, some people think that I'm not the real me, which is so weird. Like, why would they even think that? <laughs> Great. She never She's so well-spoken. Radio hosts Kyle and Jackie O say that Levine never actually flat out denied that she'd been replaced and suggest that technological def- difficulties during the interview were suspicious coincidences. <laughs> Oh, and I oop. And I oop. In a 2019 interview with Entertainment Weekly, Levine addressed the theory directly calling it dumb internet rumor, quote, and saying that she was, quote, flabbergasted that people bought into it. That bitch didn't say flabbergasted. (laughs) She said flabbergasted are in quotes. Wow. After after an interview, she's like, that's crazy. I I don't think I'm punk. I think I'm flabbergasted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Um... Which is, I can't believe that word is so commonly used. It sounds like somebody farting and (laughs) shitting at the same time. (laughs) I just flabbergasted. (laughs) Yeah, it's awful. (laughs) Oh, God, why am I like this? Wine. (laughs) Levine addressed the rumor once again in 2020 or 2022 interview for Galore magazine saying, so it's funny because everyone says I look the same, but then, um, yeah, but then there's that. They... That doesn't make any sense. Also, how random when people bring it up and it's been brought up for me like years um, that there's this conspiracy theory that I'm not me or something. I'm a clone, question mark. How did something like that get so? I don't know. It's just the weirdest rumor. She's so well-spoken. She needs media training immediately. <laughs> I know. Stop. In 2013, a separate death hoax alleged that Avril Lavigne died in a snowboarding accident at Whistler Black Comb Ski Resort instead of suicide. That's the only <laughs> other note. So oh. either she died from that or uh, in a snowboarding accident. Oh. And yeah, I don't know. That's that. Why is that the note I ended on? I don't know. I know that that first and third interview are not the same woman that did the second interview. Such flabbergasted. <laughs> so that makes I, no sense. Because she was like, it's like weird. <laughs> what? <laughs> Can you? I can't even. I don't even know. Like, See you later, boy. Like, <laughs> I do. I think she's a uh, Avril Lavigne is a talented lyricist. At least Let Go. Let Go is the only good mm-hmm. album she's ever done. I stand by that. Unfortunately, um, well, that was Melissa. So, well, everything after that was Melissa. Oh, okay. Avril okay. was the first one. Shh. R.I.P. 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 <laughs> I love that the Instagram's like, shut up, Melissa. <laughs> Whatever, Melissa. It's so funny. Oh. Please go and check it whenever you're bored. Oh, I will. <laughs> I absolutely will. All right, my number six. This one is like. not really a big deal, but it's just like, I thought it was really interesting the way that um, award shows worked. So this is um, the idea, and I got this from Mashable and Wikipedia. This is Marissa Tomei did not win Best Supporting Actress in 1993. Oh, is this one for my cousin Vinny? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So in 1993, Marissa Tomei was well known for her role as Mona Lisa Vito in My Cousin Vinny. Of course. At the Academy Awards that year, Marissa was a dark horse. She was nominated as Best Actress in a Supporting Role category, and she was a relative newcomer to future films. And she was matched up against veteran actresses such as Vanessa Redgrave. And while her competition had appeared in really serious movies and interesting movies like Howard's End and Enchanted April, Marissa Tomei's nomination was based on her portrayal of the chatty Mona Lisa Vito and the very lightweight comedy My Cousin Minnie. Oh, yeah. So nobody expected her to win. Not long after Tomei unexpectedly claimed the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress, rumors began to circulate that it was all a mistake. The, quote, real winner was supposed to have been Vanessa Redgrave, but the presenter, Jack Palance, had erroneously called out the wrong name because he was unable to read the printing on the card inside the envelope, Mm. became confused, or some people speculate that he was too drunk or stoned to announce the winner properly. 
Different versions of this rumor also claim that Palance had either arbitrarily announced Marissa Tomei as the winner or had called out her name because it fell last on the list of nominees and therefore was the only one that had not scrolled off the teleprompter screen yet. Slay. Woo, awkward. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Then, once the mistake had been made, the Academy had no choice but to award the Oscar to Marissa Tomei, the person that Palance had just announced as the winner, to a global television audience to do otherwise would have created a really embarrassing controversy for everybody involved. So why is this a conspiracy? And really the simple reason is because the theory is just plausible enough to be attractive. It's like such a simple thing that it's like, that's probably true, right? Yeah. Palance bumbles endearingly through the whole presentation, calling an Australian actress British and taking several (laughs) weird pauses that are a bit too long. So he already was off anyways. Yeah. Tomei was also a massive underdog. The other actresses in her category towered over her in prestige. To somebody who wants to believe, the whole spiel is fairly easy to reason out. Plus, as we all know, it is very fun to watch celebrities make mistakes. Ah, this is true. Yes. This is true. But I was doing more research, and I just think this part is interesting. And, like, this is kind of how, like, award shows work, and they have systems in place to make sure this doesn't happen. So, in reality, nothing about any of this scenario could possibly have been true. The Academy has explained many times that since 1953, mm-hmm. there have always been two officials from the accounting firm of Price Waterhouse, which are the tabulators of the ballots, that are stationed in the wings at every award ceremony just in case such a situation should arise. So if a wrong name is ever read from the cards or the teleprompters, mm-hmm. one of the officials would immediately like run out there, step up on the podium and announce the correct winner. Oh, yeah. So this actually did happen in 2017 when the, I, you'll probably remember this, the award for best picture was erroneously announced as La La Land instead of Moonlight. <laughs> oh, Ooh. yeah. That was a fucking iconic moment. Yeah. Price Waterhouse issued in a statement apologizing for the mistake and the mix up was immediately rectified during the broadcast. Also, another reason. So not only do they have these two people waiting in the rings, mm-hmm. but also Palan simply could not have read the wrong name from the teleprompter screen because, I didn't know this, the winners' names are never displayed on the teleprompter. Instead mm-hmm. of um, having names, they'll say, and the Oscar goes to dot, 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 and then point, um, the teleprompter will display only the stage directions of envelope and announce winner the presenters okay so it's never on the screen okay this process ensures that presenters have to look down and examine their envelope before announcing winners so that they don't appear to be irrelevant and it helps guarantee the secrecy of the results because if anybody snuck a look at the teleprompter they could see who wins so it's clear from the video clip of jack palance uh announcing marissa that he wasn't looking at a teleprompter when he announced the winner and he clearly was reading from the card enclosed in the official academy awards envelope but it's very worth considering how the rumor spread, and it was actually only through print magazines. So luckily for Barissa and Jack Palance, there was no opportunity to meme the situations. <laughs> but these rumors live on more than three decades later. Which is a fucking crime because she's fantastic in that movie. I know. That courtroom scene is iconic. That is a Pontiac. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. It's... My uncle drives one. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It's it's great. Yeah. And it's I she deserved it. Mm-hmm. Uh that's crazy. Did you remember when Steve Harvey announced the wrong name at like the Miss America pageant or something yeah, like that? I like, had that similar, in here and yeah. I took it out because I was like, that's gonna be a little bit Yeah, that was whew. It also reminds me of the John Travolta Adele <laughs> Dazim. Never forget. <laughs> Never forget. Never forget. Award shows are like there's such train wrecks. Like, they're so, you yeah. know, someone's going to mess up, but you don't know where or when or how. And that's why I love them. That's why I love them. I will tell you this, because I do not have cable. I'm not a cable bitch. Um, I did book that Fubo TV seven-day trial at the Super Bowl and then canceled it 13 yeah. minutes later. Yeah, see Queen <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would do that for the Oscars and I'd do it for the Met Gala. Mm-hmm. 
I will do that for Rihanna's halftime show and I'll do it for nothing else. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. That's, That's where it. I draw the line. That's, yeah, I don't need cable for anything else. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're at about an hour. I think I'm going to leave it here for this episode. I don't You, you know what? Season two is going to be a lot of part, two-parters. That's yes. okay. You're still getting 10. You get five from each. And we're going to get into the next one. So that way you can listen to this episode on your commute. You don't have to, you know, go over or whatever. Yeah. It's like, You're um, like on the treadmill. You yeah. study, whatever you yeah, do. Whatever you, you do. It's all good. So uh, we love you and you're great and you're beautiful and you you look so good in those jeans. You really do. Go make a conspiracy theory today. Yeah, go slay 10. Bye. Bye. It has been so lovely having you in for our little tete-a-tete. If you have any further tittle-tattles or salacious salutations, you may contact us on the World Wide Web at tensontenspodcast.com or you may follow the ladies on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Tens on Tens Podcast. That's one zero S O N one zero S Podcast, or via email at Tens on Tens Podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, ta ta and toodle doo.